0: Today at Kayla's Church, we're discussing...
1: How to prepare for the coming collapse.
0: Get a hold of yourself, man!
1: Welcome to Kalos Church. My name is Pradeep Jeeva
0: And I'm Amrita.
1: Kalos means beautiful in Greek. And our prayer is that today you would experience the beauty yes. of Jesus. Right now we have people meeting online and in-house gatherings all over. If you'd like to get content that's all about beautiful Jesus every single week, please subscribe to our YouTube. Follow us on social media or click on the link to find a house gathering today.
0: Yes, we're so thankful that you're joining us today. Mm-hmm. And before we hear a great message, Pastor and actually is going to be launching a new series today. But mm-hmm. before we dive into that, I want to share some good news with you. Mm-hmm. And then I want us to all pray together for some needs here in mm-hmm. our church. And the good news I wanna celebrate is I was reflecting a little bit and I was realizing how God, by his spirit, has really been guiding our church in this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Back in July, when we were kind of still in the midst of all of this, our lead team went on a retreat and we began to pray and seek God and ask for vision for how we should proceed as a church. we decided, you know what, we need to make sure that our arms are still open the best way, safe way possible, so new people can join our community. So Mm. we decided to Mm -hmm. throw what we call meet and greets. And we've actually done three meet and greets now in the last couple months. And I am telling you, there are people that are hungry for Jesus. There are people still looking for a church home. You may even be watching right now, Mm -hmm. and you attended one of those meet and greets. And I just want you to know that people are still joining the church. They are jumping in to the body of Christ. Yes. And this is good news. Mm-hmm. I really want us to celebrate what God is doing here in our church and how he continues to minister to our yeah. community. Amen. I also want us to pray together today. And I, I as I've been listening to different prayer requests, uh, we have a lot of people that jump into small groups and house gatherings, you may be in one right now. And one of the consistent prayer requests this last couple of weeks has just been people saying, it's hard to really rest right mm. now. I'm finding myself really struggling. Yeah. I'm stressed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the noise is really loud right yeah. now. And even when I try to rest, there's, a, there's just an anxiety. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're experiencing that here. Uh, This prayer is extended to you today. And let's ask God that we would be able to find true rest in him, that we'd be able to hide in the shadow of his wings. So let's pray together. Father, thank you so much that we can hide in the shadow of your wings, Mm -hmm. like you say in your scripture. And Lord, for all of those this morning that that are really struggling, maybe even just hiding it, but there's just a wrestling and, and, and a sadness, maybe even a loneliness happening hmm. in our hearts, deep in our hearts. God, I, I'm praying for each of those people that are struggling with that. Yes, and Lord, so we're asking for great rest, yes. a true peace in mm-hmm. our hearts. God, I pray that our minds would slow down, that yes. our hearts would come to a place of quietness and yes. stillness before you. So Lord, I just ask that you would come and you would give us such, uh, such great rest. You mm. would fill us, oh God, with your spirit. Yes, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, without further ado, Pastor Pradeepin is going to preach a great message.
1: We are launching a brand new series called Uncertain Riches today, and we're supposed to launch this last week, Mm. but we didn't because of the climate of politics Mm. in our nation. We decided to take a day and just simply pray in our service, and I'm glad we did that. Well, I'm excited about this series because we're going to be talking about money and the scriptures talk about money a lot. Jesus, in fact, talks about money more than he talks about heaven and hell combined. Mm. And it's in this series that we will do what we've done every November for the last three years, and we will make possible our legacy offering. And this is a time where we take a donation, where we can bless our community, where we can make giant leaps in our vision as Kalos Church to make known the beauty of Jesus. And it's super powerful. Our church has been so so generous. Yeah in yeah. the past and we've made such a big impact and I know that we'll be able to do the same this year. And the reason we're telling you this now is because we like to create a low pressure environment where you have a full month to prepare to give to be ready to give and so we're not going to try to emotionally manipulate yeah. you into giving right now. In fact, we're not going to be taking this legacy offering up until November 29th and December 6th. Mm-hmm. And we have a two-part goal for this year's legacy. We want to have big one-time year-end offering, and we also want to set up many people for recurring automated giving. And so would you just begin praying even right now about how we can participate in the legacy offering together to make a huge impact in our community? Well, to start our series on Uncertain Riches, Mm. I want to jump into 1 Timothy Six, seventeen through 19. The scripture says this, instruct those who are rich in this present world to not be conceited or set their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. Instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share, soaring up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. This scripture is a warning to those of us who are rich in this present age and it implies that hey there's a future and you're going to want a solid future and so you need to prepare for this present world to fade away and the upcoming world to enter in and when i hear this scripture i'm thinking about oh my goodness the present world is fading away and it kind of triggers some of my doomsday tendencies Because this present world is going through a lot of crazy things. Can I get a good amen? Yeah. Amen. I don't know if you're like me, but in 2020, I started doing something that's called doom scrolling. It's where you're intentionally looking for bad news on the internet, a brand new article, a YouTube video, a situation. Oh, my goodness. So I find myself like, you know how people on highways when there's a car accident, they slow down the traffic and everybody watches that. And suddenly there's all this buildup. Well, that's kind of my life on the internet i'm constantly <laughs> distracted by oh my goodness did you know that chucky e. cheese and j crew and jc penny they all filed bankruptcy in 2020 i need to read an article about this oh look at all these boarded up buildings mm, i like reading this article being up to date on what's going on in the world but ah, i could use a drone video too oh wow look at all these buildings hey i think i'm going to follow in real time, every single hurricane that's happening in our world. Oh my goodness, we have 30 hurricanes. Well, I'm following them all. What in the world? There's a hurricane in Iowa called a derecho? This is really weird. Let me read an article about this. And I just find myself looking for bad news on the internet. Let's I like, can we just have a safe place here? Like, <laughs> Let me be vulnerable. Sometimes my wife is like, why are you looking at all that Doomsday content? And I'm like, honey, because this present world is in danger. And I want to make sure we have a solid foundation and we can be prepared for the future, honey. I'm not watching this to be entertained. I just want to be prepared. Amen. Yeah amen amen and i i don't know if you found yourself responding to the doom and gloom of this year by like going through article or video after video i, I don't know that's just me but i've seen that a lot of us are going through different realities when it comes to this in fact there's an, <laughs> an ambulance going by our house right now i don't know if you can can hear that or not but when it comes to the craziness of 2020. 2020. I don't even know what the year is anymore. It feels like we've been in this year for a decade. Yeah. When it comes to 2020, it feels like some of us we've just been kind of going into panic mode where we don't know where to find security and we're just filled with anxiety. Some yeah. of us we are responding by trying to hoard as much money and building our bunkers so that we can be prepared. Some some of us we're like doing the math in our head. You know what? With the income I make and. The ability to work from home, if I lived in this area, I'd be able to get a lot more bang for my buck when it comes to buying a bigger house, and we're doing that kind of math in our heads. Some of us, we've received stimulus checks and extra money, and we're like, I was doing okay financially, and now I have all this extra money, I think the money should go to people who need it a lot more than me. And we have all these different responses. And in this scripture, in 1 Timothy 6, Paul actually gives advice when it comes to this present age and the transition of the present age and building a solid foundation for the future. And I want us to go in a little deeper on the very, very practical advice that he gives us in the scripture. And he, he basically says, don't be conceited don't put your hope in money and be generous. Mm. And so let's look at the first one. Number one, don't be conceited. Mm. First Timothy again says, instruct those who are rich in this present world not to be conceited. Another way of seeing conceited is haughty. And I know many of us are like, don't be haughty. I mean, have you seen my body? That's literally impossible. maybe not maybe not not that kind of hottie it's felt a little bit differently and others of of us when we see this scripture we're we're thinking to ourselves well okay i'm not rich okay so i don't really have to apply the scripture to my life this is for all those extremely rich people in the world well I kind of have some good news and bad news for most of us in America, in the Seattle area who are watching this. Did you know that if you make more than $4,200, not even make more than $4,200, if you have $4,200, you are richer than 50% of the entire world's mm. population? Mm. So that's including everything you own, your cell phone, your car, your income, your clothes. If that adds up to more than $4,200, you're richer than half the world. In fact, according to this calculator of global wealth, if you make more than $30,000 a year, you're in the top 5% of the world's Mm -hmm, population. mm -hmm. And so this is kind of wild. So the good news and the bad news of this is most of the world would consider us Rich. Mm. And the good news of that is hey, we have a lot of means where we can be a blessing. The bad news of it is we have to really take this scripture seriously. And I don't even know if that's bad news, Mm. but it is a reality check. You know, it's easy to not consider ourselves rich because we compare ourselves to the the millionaires in the world. And the millionaires compare themselves to the the billionaires in the world. And and many of us are dealing with very uh, insecure realities when it comes to food insecurity, housing insecurity healthcare and security, um, especially for those of us who have insurance that's tied to our employment. And we're part of the 20 million people in America who are filing for unemployment right now. Mm -hmm. We're like, I'm not rich. And you know while we're dealing with very real issues, and I think as the church, we need to be people who really rally to make sure that you know food, housing, and healthcare and security aren't our reality anymore. The fact of the matter is most of the world still considers us rich and would really prefer our position rather than right. theirs. Right. And I think that's something we need to think about mm-hmm. because when I think about my life and I think about people who are maybe richer or poorer than me, It's uh, easy to justify my situation and say people in different situations should be different in their actions and their mentality. When I look at rich people, I I say to myself, if I were rich, I would be a lot more ethical. I would give back. I wouldn't hoard as much money. I would do better than that. Mm. And then sometimes we can fall into the trap where we look at people who are living in poverty and we say, hey, they need to pick themselves up by their their are bootstraps. They need to have a better work ethic. They need to try harder. They just need to, to do better. And we, we just kind of justify having a better mindset than other mm-hmm. people thinking that we would do so much better if we were in another person's situation. Mm-hmm. And that's where the scripture comes in. And he says, Hey, to the people who are rich in this age, do not be conceited. Mm-hmm. And I think when we think everybody else is wrong in our ways are right. That's pretty textbook and being arrogant, prideful, or conceited. Right. And so this, this hits me hard. And the thing about money and conceit and greed is, it's hard to notice when you're even in it. You know, I, I'm challenged by the scripture in Luke 12. It says, someone in the crowd said to Jesus, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. You know, the scariest part of this scripture to me is I don't even know what's wrong with this question. Hmm. I think it's pretty fair to want to share your inheritance with your brother. Hmm. But then Jesus takes the moment to say, hey, watch out for greed. Life is more than possessions. And he kind of has this strong word in this moment of a fair question. And uh, I, I think about this a lot. Lord, am I greedy? Mm -hmm. Am I something or someone you would say, watch out for greed, you know, because it's sneaky. Yeah, It's deceptive. You know, as a pastor, a lot of people confess sins to me. A lot of people confess Mm -hmm. struggles with you. Mm -hmm. And people will say, I'm struggling with lust. I'm struggling with laziness. I'm struggling with playing too many video games. I'm struggling in relationships. I'm just an angry person. I'm struggling with watching too much TV. But never in my life as a pastor has someone ever said to me, Pastor, I am struggling with greed. Mm -hmm. Yet Jesus talks about money and greed more than heaven and hell combined in the scriptures. He's constantly giving warnings about greed. And I think most of us would agree America struggles with materialism and greed and these issues of money. Yet many of us don't ever feel the need to confess the struggle with greed. I think that's interesting. And I just yeah. want to echo the words of Jesus. Watch out. Don't be conceited. Yeah. Greater people than us have struggled with greed. Right. And if people in the Bible can struggle with greed, if people throughout literally all of history can struggle with greed, we who live in a very, very wealthy nation can be people who struggle with yeah. greed. Have you ever went to purchase something and you felt like the Spirit of God said, uh, yeah, you can afford that, but don't buy it because you need to watch out for greed. I mean, this is a reality that mm. I think we need to ask ourselves because if nobody's looking at our finances, if we think we're strong and we're never going to fall into that temptation, I, that kind of sounds like we're conceited. Mm-hmm. Like even though the whole world struggles with greed, even though Jesus talks about greed, I'll never have that struggle. That sounds like conceit. And Paul warns us, don't fall for it. Tell the rich of this present world, don't be conceited. And so I want to echo that again, what Jesus said, hey, be on guard against greed. Mm. The second thing Paul says is this, don't put your hope in money. He says, right? Instruct those who are rich in the present world not to be conceited or to set their hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies us with all things to enjoy. I read the story, a man in a myth. It's a story about a man who was given a wish and he says, this is my wish. I want to see a newspaper from the future so that I can see what stocks are going to go up so that in my timeline, I can invest in those stocks. And in the future, they're going to go up and up and up and I'll be really rich. And so he's given a newspaper as his wish is granted. Mm. And as he's grittily looking through the paper, he's like, oh my goodness, I know where to invest my money. I'm going to be so rich. And as he turns to the next page, he sees the obituaries and his name is written there. And I, I think this is a great story because, you know, greed, it, it puts value on temporal things. It treats temporal things as if they and we will never die. But in fact, we could die today where all our things could be taken from us instantly. There's no such thing as financial security in this world. Mm. And this man in an attempt to get rich in the future took for granted that he would even be alive in the future. Wow. And so we can't rest our security, our hope or our foundation on money. It's fickle. Money can be here today and gone tomorrow. And, and the scripture really says this clearly a lot. In Proverbs 11:28. the scripture says, trust in your money And down you go. Jesus speaking in Matthew 6 says, Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Proverbs 23 says, Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Be wise enough to know when to quit. In the blink of an eye, wealth disappears for it sprouts wings and will fly away like an eagle. I mean, this is the reality of money. Money is great to mm-hmm. enjoy, but it's horrible to build your significance or your security Amen. on. Amen. And the scripture says, hey, God gives us things to enjoy life. And it's not bad to enjoy life. Yeah. But to put the foundation of our trust and our rest and everything that we think will be good in the future on this temporary money, that is going to set us up for heartache and a rude awakening you know i love investing in things like stocks and cryptocurrencies and bitcoin and and sometimes when things are going up and the money is going up i'm like honey we're rich (laughs) we did it (laughs) yes (laughs) then the next day I, i see that things are going down again and i'm like honey Turn down the heat. We don't have that money anymore. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, one day I'm like feeling so good. And the next day I'm feeling so bad Mm -hmm. because money is fickle. But Mm -hmm. the scripture here in 1 Timothy says, don't trust in uncertain riches, but trust in God who isn't fickle. He's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. He loves you. He is strength. He has wealth. He's not insecure. He's not just the greatest and latest investment. He's the real deal. Who has lasted the length and the test of time. And God is worthy of our trust. God is worthy of our trust. You know, and as I was studying different people who've inherited a lot of money, it didn't solve all their problems. Yeah. In fact, there's something known as the curse of winning the lottery. Mm-hmm. Look it up on Google and you'll find headlines like this. Powerball winners be warned. Lottery winnings often ruin lives. About 70% of lottery winners go bankrupt and like five years. It's crazy. Many of them get divorced and several of them uh, pretty consistently choose to end their lives. And they they find the reality that Uh, I don't want to be cliche with the rap, but mo money, mo problems. Because uh, money money does not guarantee you safety. Suddenly, when you have more money, you're worried about your money. You start to make a lot more enemies, people who are after your money. You start to question the relationships in your life. Do they only like me because of money? And, And money doesn't give us all the security in our relationships, in our future. It doesn't give us the confidence, maybe, that we hoped it would. But guess what? God does. Yeah. Jesus, Jesus will. And uh, I know we're living in tumultuous times. And I know it's easy to say, hey, trust in money when you have money. And I I know how uh, painful that can be to hear when you don't have a lot of money. I mean, I've lived through two foreclosures. I remember watching my mom live out of a a car. I remember not having meals as a kid growing up, really dealing with the insecurity of finances. I I remember growing up in other people's homes because our family wasn't very wealthy. But as my family grew up, God was the one who provided. Job opportunities came and went. Money opportunities came and went. But Jesus was secure and steadfast through all of that. And the reason we want you to heed this scripture is because it's so true. Money will abandon you. But yeah. Jesus never will. Right. And so we want to say, put your trust yeah. in God. Yeah. You know, in Luke 12, after Jesus uh, kind of, in strong words, warns that man about greed after talking about an inheritance with his brother, Jesus shares a parable in verse 16. He says this, The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store my surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night your life will be demanded from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. I mean, again, here's a scripture that I'm wrestling with personally, because I don't even know exactly what's wrong because, right, this is the American dream. We work hard, Mm. we save enough, we save up enough for retirement and then we take things easy, Mm. right? We eat, drink and be married. And Jesus says, hey, uh, don't just store up this wealth for yourselves and think you're just going to take it easy. In fact, uh, your life will be demanded of you today. You saved all this money and you can't even enjoy it because your life has been taken from you oh my goodness. And so when I see the scripture, when I see the consistency of the warnings that Jesus says, I really have to ask myself, am I putting my hope in the uncertain riches of money in this lifetime? Or am I choosing to trust in God and be rich in God and rich towards God? And so I don't know if you're wrestling with this, like I am, and you're, you're like, oh my goodness, all right, I might be conceited. And I might be someone who's uh, storing wealth for myself in a way that it could just go away. Like now I don't know where to find any security. Well, Paul, he, he doesn't end the scripture here. He talks about the antidote for greed and this, uh, insecure future. And and he says something crazy. And point number three is going to sound really weird, but this is what Paul says to do. He says this, the rich should be rich. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's going to be a soundbite. I know like, Preacher hungry for money says the (laughs) rich should be rich. No, 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 that's not what I mean. Let's read this again. The rich should be rich. The scripture says, instruct them to do good and to be rich. All right. So instruct them to do good. So the rich in this present world, Mm. instruct them to do good, to be rich in good works, Mm. to be generous and ready to share, storing up for themselves the treasure of a good foundation for their future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. And he says, hey, don't just be rich in temporary finances and money, but be rich in good works. Be generous. Be ready to share. And this is how you will prepare for the coming collapse and have a solid foundation for the future. So the antidote to our greed is generosity. Mm -hmm. And so when we're worried about the future, I want to say don't just hoard up money and security for yourself. And also don't give up, but give give to the Lord, be generous, be ready to share with those who are in need. And so if you want to make a good investment into the future, be generous. If you want to be participant of a solid foundation for the future, be generous. If you want to be ready for the coming collapse I'm kind of, kind of dramatizing that, be generous. And if you're worried about being greedy, be generous. And so this is honestly one of the reasons why we have the legacy of offering every year because we want to create a habit where we as Kalos Church can make sure that we're not giving in to the God of money, the lowercase g, God of money, but we're saying, God, we serve you. We're trusting you with our future. We want to be on guard. We don't want to be people who are conceited or greedy. We want to be followers of you and place you first and foremost in our life, Jesus. So we'll trust you with our time, our talent, and our treasure. And our church has been so generous. We are so proud of yes, KLO's church. Yes. You know, we have a lot of ministry friends, and in this uh, COVID season, many ministries have had to shut down or scale back because finances have dried up. That has not been our situation. Yeah the people of Kalos have been faithful mm-hmm. and generous. And in our legacy offering, we were able to raise $80,000 in, in one time and reoccurring giving. That total was about $80,000 that we were able to invest in the following areas, like providing 34,000 meals by partnering with Jubilee Reach and helping over a hundred women find safe shelter by partnering with the Sophia Way Women's Shelter. We've been able to support our missionaries in Japan and they were able to launch a second yeah. service in their church. And we're, able to help our missionaries in Cambodia by helping them employ 26 women with safe work and build seven homes and provide over 100 families with emergency food. We've been able to plant by partnering with our churches, almost uh, a thousand churches, over 900 churches. I mean, the Kalos Church community truly has been so generous. And internally, we were able to hire Pastor Amrita as a Mm full-time co-senior pastor and hire Amy Carlson as a part-time kids director. Mm -hmm. I mean, and we've been able to launch like outreaches in our COVID season. We had our two largest outreaches, over 2,000 people each. And that's because... Kayla's church has been so generous yeah. saying, "Hey, we don't yeah. want to serve greed. We want to serve yes. God, and yes. so we'll be generous with our finances." And so surely with our generosity, I believe we're building a solid foundation for the future. And we truly believe that the best is yet to come. Even in the midst of all these crazy realities, we believe that Kayla's church has been seated and positioned to make known the beauty of Jesus. Yeah. And so we're hopeful for the future, even in 2021. Yes, we're hopeful for this future. And this year's legacy offering. I'm so excited to share what we're going to bless and invest in. Yeah. We want to be prepared for when we can gather in person again. We're not exactly sure when that's gonna be, but financially, we wanna be ready to look for a lease or a place where we can gather without going through a lot of loopholes through different venues like hotels and things like that so that we can just gather and worship and strike when the opportunity arises so this legacy offering will help us invest in a worshiping facility where we can meet in person again yeah lord willing amen Amen. (laughs) the second thing we want to invest this legacy offering is we want to bring our children's director amy carlson up to full time Mm -hmm. you know she has served faithfully Mm -hmm. she's done amazing things like our October outreach where we were able to reach thousands of kids, but she's also been vital in other areas like our house gathering ministry. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to really empower her because she's been a good steward. She's been so faithful in the little things and we want to reward that and bring her up to full time because she's made a huge difference. We want to continue to provide for local outreaches, women's shelters, and food programs so that we can make known the beauty of Jesus in practical and tangible ways for those of us dealing with food insecurity, housing insecurity, and healthcare insecurity. we also want to continue to share the gospel around the world through our missionaries by supporting our missionaries in Cambodia, like Kirsten, and adding Michelle Nishioka, one of our own as a missionary, and the blocks in Japan. And we also want to cross the thousand line, the thousand church planting line, by partnering with ARC and saying, hey, Let's give them an investment so that we can plant over a thousand churches this year with ARC. And I think that's beautiful. And so we're not giving up church. We really believe in not a cliche way that as Christians, we go from glory to glory and the best is yet to come. So if you're interested in seeing more details, please go to kalos.church.legacy. You can see some information and videos there, and there's a link there. You can click to invest in the legacy offering. And so thank you for joining us. And like I said, we're going to be doing this in a number of weeks from now on November 29th and December 6th, we're going to be receiving that offering. So it's not a high intense moment where you have to make a decision right now. You can be ready to share it. You can pray. And so we're not going to ask you to give. All we're going to do is ask you to pray to God and ask him how much he would want you to give. Mm -hmm. Amen. And so we're not setting a money goal but we are setting a participation goal. And our prayer is that 100% of Kalos would participate in either a one-time offering or setting up automatic recurring giving this year. Amen Amen. and amen. amen. So, hey, why don't I leave us all with a prayer as we just pray for generosity, as we pray for uh, greed to not take over our hearts and souls. And we are part of a generous community. I don't think that's going to stop anytime soon. Amen. Amen. So why don't we pray this? Let me pray this over all of us. Almighty God, we thank you for all the gifts you have given us, our lives, our loved ones, all that we have and all that we are. Most of all, we thank you for Jesus, your son, and our redeemer who came among us to show us the way to eternal life. Jesus was the perfect steward of your gifts, showing that complete trust in you is necessary and that giving of self is the most important part of following him. May the offerings of our time, our talents and our material resources be made in the same spirit of sacrifice that Jesus taught us by his life and death for us. Amen and amen. Well, I'm excited for the rest of the series. And before we transition, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to God. Many of us, without knowing it, realize we've been following money as our God or lesser good things and making them our God. But I want to let you know the only one that can give us true hope and a sure foundation. Is Jesus Christ. And if you'd like to give your life to God, would you pray this prayer of surrender with us right now? We're going to put the words on the screen and we can pray this at the same time. Lord Lord Jesus, Jesus, I I need you. Thank you for dying dying on on the cross cross for me. I open the door door of my life and receive you as my Savior and Lord. Thank you for forgiving my sins. Take control control of my my life. life. I I turn from from my old ways and invite you to come into my heart and life. life. I I want to trust trust and follow follow you as my Lord and Savior. Savior. In In the the name name of Jesus, Jesus. amen and Amen. amen. Hey, I'm so proud of you, especially if you prayed that prayer for the first time. We want to make sure that you're not alone in the journey of following Jesus. So please text the number on the screen so that we can follow up with you.
0: Amen. Amen. Well, what a great message. Thank you so much for starting our series today. And hey, if you know someone who could use this content, life-giving content, go ahead and share this on your social media. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this with your friends and your family around it as well. So, amen. Well, we are going to go ahead and continue God, uh, continue worshiping God with our giving. And as Pastor Pradeepin preached, we're just getting a new paradigm about giving and what that means. And so as you give in your tithes and offerings, you can click on the link right here. And I want you to hear the story of life change and how God is impacting people through Kalos Church.
2: Good morning, Kalos. It's Kirsten Coriel here. And I'm really excited to share with you this morning just about how impactful the Legacy Series and the Legacy Offering um, has been in my life Uh, over the last year that I've been supported by Kalos. And I just really believe that the local church um, is so powerful in mobilizing missionaries around the world. And so I want to say thank you so much for your support this last year. Um, And I want to share some really cool stats with you about um, just crazy things that the Lord has done through the support of Kalos Church this year. And so, for those of you who don't know, I work on the mission field uh, in Cambodia along one of the most heavily trafficked borders in the world. And so, our ministry um, is all about job creation and providing jobs for women who are um, extremely at risk of trafficking or they have been sex or labor trafficked in the past and so we use um, paper beads and jewelry to um, generate income for these ladies and so they end up with dignified labor and um, consistent income and that's how they support their families. and. Um, It's really how we're preventing human trafficking in that corner of the world. And so some cool stats for you that happened this year because of Kalos and because of your support, Um, we were able to hire four new ladies into our program, which is crazy during a global pandemic that we're able to hire more women. Um, Seven new safer homes were built in the village that we work in, which is incredible. Um, One young student graduated high school That doesn't happen a lot in Cambodia and education is really important. So yay for a high school graduation. Um, 100 plus people um, in the village, including Our Ladies, received food this year during the thick of the pandemic when a lot of people were losing jobs and were starving in Cambodia. Um, Hundreds of people in that village heard the gospel as we discipled Our Ladies and taught them how to share about Jesus um and all 26 women in our program were kept employed this year even through the coronavirus which is crazy there's so many businesses that have either shut down or had to lay off employees and this year we didn't have to do that and so Thank you so much for that, and a really fun stat, 514,424 paper beads were rolled this year to create jewelry that we sold here in the States to keep our ladies employed, so thank you so much Kalos, your giving, your support is really making an impact around the world.
0: Kirsten, thank you so much for sharing Mm -hmm. about all that God is doing in Cambodia. We're so excited. Kayla Church, we have an opportunity to continue to invest in the life change that is happening over there. So we love hearing those stories. Amen. Well, before we go, I want to give you a couple of announcements and make sure that we are up to date with everything that is going on. Hey, if you're not a part of a house gatherings, we have house gatherings going on every single Sunday. Click here on the link and we will assign you one and get you plugged in. We have a couple more weeks left of small groups that are all online. We encourage you to jump into those, and then we'll be taking a break and starting brand new ones again in our new season. And for those of you, like I mentioned before, that are interested in coming to a meet and greet, we have another one coming up November 22nd. And remember, this is a time for those of you that are interested in knowing more about Kalos Church, and maybe you are looking for a church home, or maybe you just are kind of shopping a little bit and wondering more about the church climate. We want to share with you more about what Kalos has to offer, what we're about, what our is. We're going to meet in person. We're going to wear masks on November 22nd, share a meal together, and we'd love to meet you yeah. and have you meet us and our leadership yeah. team at our next meet and greet. Again, it's November 22nd here in Bellevue. And this is a message and announcement for all the kids and all the parents. Don't forget that we have a brand new curated Kalo's Kids lesson that happens every single week. <laughs> From Amy Carlson, our director, our kids director. And we encourage you to go to our Kayla's Church YouTube channel and you can find those lessons on there. They're super fun. I've seen them myself. Mm -hmm. My kids watch them. It's so so fun. Well, don't forget to be praying in this series to give in our Legacy Offering on November 29th and December 6th. We're excited about what God is doing. Let me bless you before you go. May you know and make known the beauty of Jesus. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. In the name of Jesus, amen.
3: Are you hurting and broken within? Overwhelmed by the weight of your sin? Jesus is called.